G'day, it's Sunday, I'm Scott Gibbons and this is On The Road. So if you're ready to be on the road, I'm ready to be on the road, let's get on the road together and we're going to learn all about caravans and motorhomes and maybe some camper trailers and tents and places to go and see. We're going to explore Australia together. This is going to be fun. If you're ready, fasten the seatbelt, we're on the road. G'day, it's Sunday, it's Scott Gibbons G. It's good to be with you. And when I say with you, there's more of you now because we're now broadcasting all the way through to Bathurst and Safala and Kelso and Mudgee and it's just continuing to grow. We are getting more and more listeners because we're reaching more and more of Australia. And when I say Kelso, Kelso has a special place in the heart for me because that's where my mum was born, so I just love Kelso. And Bathurst, the next time you're going through Bathurst, make sure you pop in at the tourist area there because they have a genuine Cobb & Co coach. Now, if the kids haven't seen a Cobb & Co coach, or if you haven't seen a Cobb & Co coach, then go and see it because you're going to be driving there, I would think, in something that has so much more comfort because you'll be on better roads and you will have suspension and you will have seats and air conditioning and maybe even your windows are up. <laughs> but if you go and see the Cobb & Co coach in Bathurst at the tourist area there, I'm telling you, you will never complain about being uncomfortable again because the seats are not comfy and the seats are just a bench and the tyres well, there aren't any. <laughs> They're wheels. They're steel wheel, wooden wheel, but with a steel rim going around. Oh, it would have been tough going. I think the suspension was just leather. So tough going. And if you were the driver, oh, my word, didn't that? And I think from what I remember, from what I remember, if you sat up with the driver, you paid a little bit extra. Because <laughs> you got the best view. <laughs> I guess that's it. Now, there's lots of things happening in the moment. We've got shows coming up. We've got everything coming up for you. So just as a little bit of a little bit of awareness level here, if you are considering fitting some aftermarket equipment to your, your RV, then be careful because there are laws that you could easily break if you don't know what you're doing. So uh, Go RV had a little article in there that if you're fitting, say, a toolbox to your drawbar or or a rear bar of your caravan, then that's a pretty straightforward thing to do and can be a great idea. But there are some important factors to consider before fitting any aftermarket accessories to your RV. So the fitment of aftermarket accessories or post-manufacturer accessories, such as toolboxes or bike racks or spotlights, additional water tanks, jerry can holders, awnings, all of those things that, that can maybe, maybe have some impact on uh, your RV complying because you're adding extra weight uh, and the weight of that feature, like say the toolbox or your bike rack or whatever, uh, then that can carry extra weight and maybe that takes you out of your insurance limit. Or you can create dimensional issues such as your overhang or your width or your extra length, even rear overhang, that can be a problem. So you can cause stability problems, you can have load distribution issues, you might void a warranty, you might even invalidate your compliance and even if you just obstruct your lamps or your reflectors that can be a problem so if you're purchasing a new one not a great deal of problem because you talk to your dealer and the dealer will talk to the manufacturer and you can have everything fitted and that comes complying however if you're fitting it afterwards then make sure that you, you consult somebody maybe the dealer that you bought your vehicle from or the accessory fitter, somebody, so that you can make sure that 
everything is sorted out for you. But it's so good to be in Bathurst and Safala. That's just excellent, excellent, and mudgy and Kelso. So we're we're really stoked about that. Hey, being stoked. If you want to be stoked, then you should become a machinery housemate, a machinery housemate. So that means that you just go straight to Hare and Forbes. So that's Hare and Forbes, H-A-R-E-A-N-D, Forbes, F-O-R-B-S, Machinery House. But if you just go to their website, machineryhouse.com.au, they've got some red hot specials at the moment, red hot specials. Now, this is the place you go when you want real tools, real, fair income proper tools not toys not toys it's not this is good stuff but they've also got used equipment they've got ex demo equipment they've got so much and it's always on sale if you go to their site then which is machineryhouse.com.au you will find and they're australian owned they're australian, but you will find the things that you want so you can get delivery some of their deliveries are uh, normally next day delivery you've got service and support they are quality products they are guaranteed but if you join up, you sign up, you go into their website, machineryhouse.com.au, and you join up to become a machinery housemate, all oh, the deals that you're going to get, the rates that you're going to get, the savings you're going to get, there's even discount vouchers just for doing that. So as I say, they're all over Australia. If you're in Sydney, then there's one at Northmead. I know the people there. They are fabulous. So machineryhouse.com.au. Fabulous, fabulous people. So talking about fabulous people, hey, we've got, we've got things coming all over the place at the moment. If you're wanting a new annex, you know, if you, if you had your annex hurt in the fires, and I'm sorry if you did, uh, or you had your annex hurt in the floods, and I'm sorry if you did, then you've got to get your, your new annex or your repair job done by Annex Solutions. How do you find them? Real easy. AnnexSolutions.com.au Or you can give them a call, one 300 Annex, A-N-N-E-X-E, or if you want to do it the old way, 1-300-266-393, 1-300-266-393. Now, what do they do? Well, they do everything. They make anything to do with canvas or annexes or whatever, they manufacture. Now, they're Aussies, and they manufacture, and the beauty thing is they'll come out and they will measure your job. If your job's within a three-hour radius of Sydney, they will come to you. Then they measure it up. Then they go and make it for you. Then they come back and fit it. And I'm telling you, their service is outstanding. Now, it's easier to say something's outstanding when you don't really mean it. But I'm telling you, I mean it. I mean it. I'm passionate about this company. They are so good. So they'll install your annex. They measure it. They do the lot. But not just annex. Anything to do with canvas. One of the things that I got, which I'm so chuffed I got, I think it's just the best thing. And and I, I saw it. And I had to have one. So I bought one. And it's an awning saver. So all it is is just an extra bit of material, an extra bit of vinyl that goes over the top edge of your awning. So when you've wound your awning up, you know that that's the part that the sun really hits. That's the sun that beats down on. So you've got about six inches that's going to burn and dry and crack. And, and then you're up for a whole new awning, unless you call it Annex Solutions. So what I got was an awning saver, which covers that that last bit that six inches and now my awning just fabulous so you contact annex solutions one 266 or just go straight to their website annexsolutions.com.au and i reckon you're just going to have a whole bunch of good fun
Hey, what about a little bit of music? You ready for some music? I reckon we'll get straight into some music. Then I'm going to tell you about some places to go because there are some terrific things coming up. I'm going to tell you about some shows that are coming up. But I reckon we'll get straight into Eagle Rock and Daddy Cool. What about Eagle Rock, Daddy Cool? You'll rock along with this. I know. I listened to it this morning. I thought, oh, I've got to play that for you. I've got to play that for you. Here it is, Eagle Rock, Daddy Cool. Hey, it's Scott Gibbons. It's Sunday. So good to have you with us. Welcome, Bathurst. Welcome, Sofala. Welcome, Kelso. Welcome, Mudgy. Great to have you on board. Hey, you enjoy Eagle Rock.
Eagle Rock. Hey, you, I bet you're still bopping. I'm still bopping. Eagle Rock, very cool. You can't beat it. It's so good. Now, you're thinking about going to the new Caravan shows because there's a whole bunch of shows coming up and I'm going to tell you where some of them are. But a lot of people are considering getting an off-road caravan rather than a highway caravan or maybe a semi-off-road caravan. And, and you've got to ask yourself, why? So if you're buying an off-road caravan, is it going to do what you need to do? And is it, is it what you need? Now, uh, in Go RV, they were just talking about this exact thing, how to select an off-road caravan. Now, the first thing they talk about is that you need a strong chassis. That's an absolute must when it comes to your caravan survivability. That's true. So you've got to remember that you're going to be tra traversing some really tough roads. So the chassis is the foundation on which the, the caravan is built. And many are designed to tackle no more challenging conditions than what you would expect on an asphalt road. So that's why you've got to get something that is branded and marketed as an off-road caravan and do your research. So Keep in mind, though, that if it's uh, off-road, it's likely to be a little bit more heavy-duty. So a good off-road chassis is usually made from thicker steel section in a ladder frame uh, with lots of cross-bracing and some uh, specialised off-road manufacturers will, uh, and, and they've developed how to do this, they will make their chassis out of a lighter material, but they'll put more bracing in. So talk to the manufacturer if you're in doubt so that you know that that is the chassis that you need for your needs. Now, number two, they say, if you want your caravan to have every chance of surviving long trips on corrugated tracks. Now, if you haven't experienced corrugated tracks, you haven't lived because you're going to need really good suspension. So the suspension is one of those funny things. You, you tend to buy a caravan, or many people do, on how good it looks, how shiny it is, how uh, how beautiful the fabric is, the upholstery, the shiny cupboard doors, all the things, and you might forget to look underneath. So what you need is a really good suspension with shock absorbers, with shock absorbers. So if you're just going to get leaf spring, don't just get leaf spring without shock absorbers, but you're best to get independent suspension. So shock absorbers, as the name suggests, absorb shock. And without them, the constant vibrational forces created by driving on the corrugation will eventually lead to uh, maybe damaged furniture or failed bearings or broken axles or uh, even dislodged um, fixtures that you've got there. So then you've got, if you've got the best suspension, it's pretty useless unless the caravan is riding on good tyres. So that's number three is good tyres. So you've got to suggest that your tow vehicle's got good tyres already. You've probably got a set of all terrains at least and maybe I think you've got to consider having... Oh, no, it's not maybe. I reckon you've got to put all terrains on your off-road caravan. So apart from having excellent load-carrying capabilities and uh, the all-terrain tyres have a stronger sidewall, a thicker tread to resist punctures and blowouts, this is because you're going off-road. If you're just playing blacktop, different story. But if you're going off-road, then you need to be prepared because, you know, jacking up a caravan to change your tyre is not a lot of fun. So the standard tyres fitted to the majority of caravans are totally inadequate inadequate so you've got to get good uh, um, a good uh, all-terrain tire so and and then and then you've got to have the good or the correct tire pressure because that's just vital 
Tire pressure is vital. Now, number four, you'll need adequate stone protection, of course, because if you intend doing a lot of dirt road travel, then the tyres on your car will send a constant barrage of stones right into the front of your caravan. So apart from potentially damaging the front of your van, there's a high risk that some of those stones will ricochet off the back of your van and maybe break your rear windscreen on the car. And that's not a lot of fun either. That's not a lot of fun because if you see how much dust goes up there on your back windscreen, if you don't have it, then you've got a major problem. So uh, having a good stone deflector is very, very important. So you put that on the A-frame and that should deflect those stones down towards the ground, not up towards your car. So that's a vital, that's a vital stone deflection. Number five is an off-road tow hitch. <laughs> You've got to have an off-road tow hitch because you're going in rough conditions. And they, they'll give you a, a secure connection between your tow vehicle and your caravan. And they also offer a greater range of articulation than a standard ball hitch. So again, you're spending a little bit more money, but hey, you're spending a lot of money. So a little bit more to get the right hitch. Is, is worthwhile. Have a look at the MAC hitch, M-C-H-I-T-C-H, M-C-H-I-T-C-H, the MAC hitch. They're Australian, Australian. How good's that? They're just made somewhere out near Lithgow. Uh, so the range of movement is vital in the event of a van rollover because you don't want your van, if your van's going to roll over, you don't want it taking your car with you. So having the right sort of hitch is very, very important. So that's number five. Number six is off-road travel will often have you, you you're having to negotiate obstacles like spoon drains and dips and creek crossings and even ferry boarding ramps. So in order to avoid getting caught up or damaging the van, a good departure angle is needed. So that means you'll often see an off-road van will have a raised rear or a full cutaway that provides that needed clearance. So it's an off-road van you're looking at, so you, it's called a little beaver tail. So check that out. That's something to put on your little list there. Number seven is when you're traversing rough terrain, you have to assume that everything you have stored in your van, everything you've got stored in your van is likely to move around quite a bit. And that's risking damaging some vital components. So a good off-roader will have those components secured in their own compartments where they're not affected by loosely stored items. So that's something that's clever. So again, it's not just the pretty that you're looking at, because the pretty is the fun part. Now you've got to look at the practical part of how well those components are tied down. Number eight is your exposed wiring and plumbing are a real concern for caravanners who regularly traverse dirt roads or gravel or stones or rocks. They get flung up on by your tyres, and that can cause absolute mayhem to your components underneath. If you can imagine you're driving along a dirt section of road, and you're doing, say, 60K, so the speed of those stones, like you wouldn't want, if you've ever been caught by a stone when you've been mowing your lawn, you know how quick and how damaging stones can be to your own skin. Well, imagine that on your plumbing underneath. That's not a good thing to have. So you've got to make sure that your plumbing is not exposed. So you've got to, any area that's vulnerable for damage, make sure that it's protected. So plumbing and your wiring uh, should be up behind the main beams of the chassis or behind the water tanks to offer some protection against the stone damage. And speaking of water tanks, then you might need to have a steel protection against or up, up near your water tanks to protect them as well. Now, number nine is the interior of your caravan is another area that needs to have access in terms of its suitability to the off-road conditions. So your cabinetry, uh, made from MDF or chipboard, is not likely to survive the constant vibrations exerted upon the van 
from the endless corrugations. So corrugations, and as I say, unless you've experienced them, you haven't lived, but they are just brain-numbing. Like your whole body is just shaking. So your suspension is shaking, your vehicle's shaking, your steering wheel's shaking. You get out after a good run of corrugations, you are shaking. Like your, your body is just... It's like being on a cruise ship for a while. You get off and your legs are wobbly. Well, you know, you're still going to be shaking. So make sure, make sure that you've got the right suspension, the right cabinetry, the right tyres, all of those things are, when I say vital, they are vital. It's not just using a word for the sake of you. They are vital. It's really, really important. If you're getting an off-road van, because you're not going to drive as slow as you think you're going to drive. You're not. You know, you're going to try and, and make it happen, I can tell you. So glued and screwed marine ply, glued, glued and screwed marine ply is much more suitable. So covered doors need substantial hinges and locks, while drawers should have metal runners to minimise vibration. And make sure that the microwave, <laughs> make sure your microwave is well and truly secured, because many van owners have opened their van on a dirt road trip to find the microwave is shattered on the floor. And that's not a good thing to happen. You know, that's not a good thing to happen. They're, they're heavy bits of gear. And, and you use it. So, you know, make sure that your microwave is tied down. Make sure your TV is probably uh, taken down and, and put under the bed and wrapped up in a blanket and whatnot. So things like that, anything that's going to get rattled, but you make sure, including your contents of your fridge. So then a common question regarding the capability of off-road caravans is whether they should be single or dual axle. Now, you know, I've driven both and, and they're both good, but um, a single axle, it's easier to manoeuvre in tough terrain, in difficult terrain. So, But a dual axle is a lot better for towing for a long distance off-road. So dual axle vans don't pitch as much as single axle vans and they're far more stable. So there you go, some things to help you in choosing your off-road van. Now, what about a little bit of music again? I reckon we should. I reckon we should. And if you're going to go off-road with your off-road van, then you're likely to get a little dirt on your hands, I would reckon. So what about we go to the Deltones, get a little dirt on your hands, the Deltones. I reckon, hey, if you haven't heard this for a while, I reckon you're going to really, really enjoy it. Hey, here they come. Deltones, get a little dirt on your hands. When I was a little boy, my daddy used to say to me, son, we got a lot of big plans and a lot of hard work to be done. Get your marbles, put them in the house Tear down your castles in the sand Come with your pappy to the cotton patch Get a little dirt on your hands Get a little dirt on your hands, boy Get a little dirt on your hands If you want to grow up to be a big, big man You gotta get a little dirt on your hands to be 20 and I thought I was a pretty big weed Left the country for the city, made a slicker with a shady deed He said, hold up the tavern, take all the money, run as fast as you can If you're gonna get along in this big bad world, you gotta get a little dirt on your head 
I'll get a little dirt on your hands. Did you get a little dirt on your hands when your last time went camping? I bet you did. Now, we were talking about we were talking about getting yourself an off-road van or another van or a camper trailer or a tent or a motorhome, whatever you want to get. But if you want to do it, then you're probably going to go to one of the shows. And one of the shows that's coming up is the Sydney show. It's the 2020 Caravan Camping and Holiday Super Show. And it's at Rose Hill Gardens Racehorse. It's at Rose Hill. And it's from Tuesday the 28th of April until Sunday the 3rd of May. Major, major. So I'm, I'm, I've got it in my calendar. Got to go, got to go, got to go. However, uh, if you want to, then you've got the ACT Caravan. That's the one in Canberra. The, the ACT 2020 Caravan Camping and Outdoor Lifestyle Expo. And that's going to be an exhibition park in Canberra. That's the 23rd to the 25th of October. That's going to be big. Uh, Queensland's got one in March, which is the 2020 Gold Coast Caravan and Camping Expo. That's at the Metricon Stadium in Narang, Broadbeach Road in Carrara, Queensland. So that's Friday the 6th to Sunday the 8th of March. So that's in Queensland. You've got that one. There's another one there, the Sunshine Coast Caravan and Outdoor Expo. That's at the Nambour Showgrounds. That's Friday the 21st to Sunday the 23rd of August, August 2020. So they're all over the place. You've got them all over the place. There's another one even in Queensland in June. If you want to do that, that's the 2020 Queensland Caravan Camping and Touring Super Show. That's at the Brisbane Showgrounds in Bowen Hills. Now, I went to that one a couple of years ago. That is immense. That is a lot of fun. That is a lot of fun. And if you want the big one, one of the big ones, apart from the Sydney one, of course, is the Melbourne Leisure Fest, and that's at Sandown Racecourse. And that's Thursday the 1st to Sunday the 4th of October 2020. So there's plenty of things happening. You've, you've got them all cooking. You've got them cooking. And if you're going to be cooking, then, of course, there will be cooking displays going on out there. You'll have a lot of fun with those. I, I love going to the gadget sections. I, that's one of my favourite things to do is to go to the gadget sections of the shows and see the new things that are out. I love them. I love them. I, one of the things I bought a little time ago was some uh, food covers, and they were excellent. And then there was another thing I bought, which I haven't seen since, 
it's like a long uh, and it closes up it closes your your open bag so if you've got a bag of chips or you've got a bag of peanuts or whatever else you just re-slide it over the top and, and it keeps everything fresh it's just a sensational bit of gear i saw them i hadn't seen them before i thought gee i'll get some of those they weren't that cheap but they are great value you know price isn't always the item it's how good the item is now the Bogabri drovers campfire that might be something that is right up your alley. The Bogabri Drovers Campfire. Bogabri, B-O-G-G-A-B-R-I. One word, B-O-G-G-A-B-R-I. Get your pencil out again. It's the 22nd to the 26th of April, 2020. So if you've got a caravan, a motorhome, a camper, a four-wheel drive, a ute, a tent, a swag, <laughs> even if you just want to sleep outdoors with nothing, this has got to be the good thing for you. It's how the, the Drovers Campfire is pronounced in the wide ranging publicity prior to the event each year it's just terrific that's that's what they do is they say if you've got a caravan a motorhome a camper a four-wheel drive a ute a tent a swag then this is the event for you it's a huge event it's held in the vast Bogabri showground beside the Camilleroy Highway between Gunnedah and Narrabri it's on the New South Wales Liverpool Plains so Bogabri is just fabulous it was one of the first European areas um in the area where an escaped convict named George the Barber Clark, and he lived with the natives in the late 1820s, and he was an annoyance to the first white settlers as they arrived through the mid-1830s, and then the present township was proclaimed in 1860. But the Drover's Campfire is now firmly on the annual calendar for hundreds of travellers, and it began life as a small event in 2006, and that's when the Bogabri Lions Club... Aren't the service clubs so good? The Lions Club... Rotary, oh, they are such excellent people. So under the direction of the Lions Club and Jeff Ether, they hosted 29 vehicles and caravans, 12 tents and 57 visitors. So that's 2006. The latest event attracted over 500 caravaners. And these days, many people book for next year, you know, this coming year before they leave on the prior year. So that says so much, doesn't it? So there's many reasons for the popularity. Perhaps the main attraction is the dedication the effort put in by the members of the, the Lions Club there and, of course, the whole local community because the workers are very, very busy. They're visible everywhere from the entrance check-in to booth to even those who make the scones and the dampers. Oh, how good's that? I love damper. I love damper. So, gee, I'm going to check my calendar. If I can get there, I'm going there for no other reason than to have a good bit of Aussie damper. It's a good thing. So you can always roll in, enjoy the peace and quiet of the country life, and then take your van with you to all the things you've got. So if you're going to stay in Bogabri, you might as well stay at the showground if you can. It's got everything there, and it's a good place to, to use as your base because there's so many tours that you can do. There's tours that go everywhere, and some of the most popular uh, have been the old Barn Bar School and Gardens Morning Tea Tour. Of course, you've got the Bogabri Open Cut Coal Mine, the Cotton Farm Tour with picking might be in full swing, I don't know. There's the Narrabri Fish Farm. There's the Sawn Rocks Geological Feature in Mount Caputa National Park. There's Morning Tea Tour in the historic Vault Bank Building in Bogabri. There's the Santos Narrabri Gas Project in the Pilliga with lunch supplied. Uh, there's Whitehaven Coles Tour of Malls Creek Mine. There's the old Narrabri Jail Museum Tour. That's got lunch as well. And there's the Skinny Lizard Longhorn Cattle Farm and Afternoon Tea. Because it's, it's just one of those few things. There's so many activities, there's shows, there's demonstrations. And the centre for the shows is the main stage area, which is a container 
on the back of a large truck. So people bring their camp chairs to watch the performers and the country and music singers and the Dreamtime stories, the bush poets. You'll hear local skits and it just goes all the way through the day and night. There's big band music and everything else. So around the grounds... There's non-stop demonstrations such as the antique farm machinery display, the parades, the emergency services display, the wood turning workshop, bush ranger and trooper trooper talks. (laughs) There's a dementia van. There's health-wise health checkups there. There's cyber security and safety for seniors. There's whip-making demonstrations. That might be handy. Uh, There's a heavy horse display. There's heavy vehicle trainer workshops. Uh, you've got dog jumps, working dogs, blacksmith workshops, billy balling competitions, archery demos. You've got the lot. So Bogabri, that's the place to go. Put that down in your little calendar and don't forget you're going to get damper. And that's the 22nd to the 26th of April 2020. I reckon that's got to be good. Now, if you're doing that, it's called the Bogabri Drover's Campfire. Slim Dusty sings all about the drover's cook. So why don't we hear Slim Dusty, the drover's cook. Here it comes. You'll enjoy that. Be back with you in a little while. I'm going to tell you some more great places to go and see. But in the meantime, here's Slim Dusty. You'll love it. Now the drover's cook weighed 15 stone and he had one bloodshot eye. He had no laces in his boots and no buttons on his fly. His pants hung loosely round his hips, hitched by a piece of wire. And they concertinaed round his boots in a way that you'd admire. Well, he stuck the billy on to boil and then emptied out his pipe. And with his greasy shirt sleeve, he gave his nose a wipe. And with pipe in mouth, he mixed a sod and a drip hung from his chin. And as he mixed the damper up, the drip kept dripping in. I walked quietly over to him and said, toss that mixture out. And in future when you're working, keep your pipe out of your mouth. Oh, he stood erect and eyed me with such a dirty look and said in choice Australian, get another bloody cook. A cook, I said, you call yourself, you greasy slop made lout. Why, you should be jailed for taking work that you cannot carry out. Oh, he then uncorked some language and I felt a thrill of fear as he swung his hairy paws about and said, trot your frame out here. In outback brawls there are no rules, no limits to the weight So I had to squib or meet him with my meager nine stone eight And we both bounced into action and fell into a clinch I put a headlock on him, but I couldn't make him flinch The rows we fought in deathly grip swung up a cuts and crosses We staggered and floundered in distress like broken winded horses Then gaspingly he muttered, oh I fought all through the north you're the gamest thing I've ever struck Here, give me a hand, old sport Well, I can't explain my feelings With joy, I nearly cried As we staggered to a shade close by Where he sank down and died Now you talk about that salt push crap Why, it was only play Compared to that grueling battle We fought that fatal day And now above his resting place where the grass has grown to seed, on stone is carved this epitaph for travellers to read. Here lies the son of Donald Gunn, none gamer ever stood, and he died in Dinkum battle with Jimmy Underwood.
Ah, oh, Slim Dusty. Always love listening to Slim. And that's a bit of a funny song, eh? So Corriong says, come and visit. The Corriong locals, they're waiting for you to pop on in because after the fires, after all the devastation, they're already rebuilding. So they're making it happen. They lost no lives, which is really, really excellent, like total miracle. And they've now got things going where after the rain, uh, the caravan parks are open for business. So the Man from Snowy River Festival is on April 2 to 5. Now, that's got loads of activities throughout the whole town and plenty of camping and accommodation options. This is its 25th year, the 25th year, and all the proceeds are going to the bushfire recovery. So even sooner is the Tawong Cup, and that's on March 7. That's the Victoria Labor Day weekend, and you can soak up all the atmosphere of the country and the racing, and you've got Victoria's oldest freestanding grandstand and sweeping views of the snowy mountains. So this is going to be terrific. You've got horses, you've got everything there. This is man from snowy river country. So get to Corriong. Uh, they've got a, a recently launched cross-border Great River Road. It's a touring route between Belbridge and Kencoban along the Murray River, and it features local fauna in five public artworks, so you'll, you'll be able to see those. And it's got many way stops. It offers picturesque views of the Murray River, the Upper Murray Valley, the Snowy Mountains. Wherever you go, you'll have a good time. So this is going to be terrific. So it's the Man from Snowy River Festival, and that's in April. April. So get your diaries out. April 2 to 5. Man from Snow River Festival. It's terrific. So you've got things happening there. What else have we got going for you? Well, <laughs> maybe you want to watch some TV when you're away. So if you live in one of the capital cities and you spend your holidays at the popular nearby tourist destinations, uh, Go RV did an article on this. And what they're saying is that you'd be used to having excellent access and communications and television and mobile phone and Wi-Fi. That's just part of your daily life. So it might come, may come, as a surprise to know that once you start heading into the regional and remote parts of Australia, that the availability of those services diminishes greatly to a point where there's nothing available. No mobile phone, no Wi-Fi and no television. <laughs> Now, you might go through a little bit of a tech withdrawal, a little bit of techie withdrawal. So the thought of escaping all the technology, it might be refreshing. It might be a lovely way to charge your own batteries. But without some of those basic services for an extended time, such as a round Australia trip, and the novelty of the peace and quiet can just wear off, maybe, maybe in a few weeks. So what they're saying is that these the, the particular folks that they followed went around for 18 months uh, from one side of the country to the other, and they're saying that if you intend travelling Australia and you expect to have access to the basic services, you're going to be disappointed. So free Wi-Fi, you get free Wi-Fi, and that's available at many remote caravan parks, but it's slow. It's slow, it's got limited range, and it's fairly useless for anything more than maybe just an email, but it's slow. So mobile phone coverage, even with the biggest networks, maybe has a problem. It doesn't extend too far in some of the some of the townships. So once you get out of town, you might not even have any mobile reception. And as for TV, well, <laughs> the little areas on top of your van often struggle just to pick up a signal. So that's why having a satellite TV receiver in your RV might be a good thing to do. So you've got a couple of choices. There's two choices for satellite television in Australia. One is the vast V for Victor AST. So it's called Viewer Accessible 
satellite television. Vast viewer accessible satellite television. It's a, a free-to-air service. It's funded by the Australian government. Thank you to them. And the other one is Foxtel, which is a paid television subscription service. So given that you're travelling on a budget, if you're really on a budget, then you might just purchase the Vast system. And that might be just perfect for you. So the Vast system, it's got two major components, the signal receiver decoder and a satellite dish. So if you're about to purchase a new RV, it might make sense to have a roof-mounted receiver dish installed at the time that your RV is manufactured. And if you already own an RV, then a portable or external dish is the way to go. Now, the roof-mounted systems are easy to use because they automatically search for and pick up your satellite transmitting signal. I, I saw this, oh, so many years ago with some friends in Canada. And that's exactly what they did. They just pressed the button and it sourced the signal. Bang, they had it. But that was Canada. <laughs> We're here in Australia. So the signal is pretty weak and it does require an, an uninterrupted view to the sky. So if you're parked under trees or you're next to any other structures, it's maybe possible that you won't get a clear signal without moving your RV to another location. Now, with a portable system, you have to physically, at this point, set up the dish and point it at the satellite. And that can be maybe a little bit cumbersome, a little bit infuriating. But there are apps now. There are apps. So the portable systems come with a satellite signal finder. And that assists in making fine adjustments to the receiver's dish position, disc, dish position to ensure your setup is just fine. Now, there's also apps, as I was mentioning, that you can... Uh, they'll assist you in finding the right satellite position in the sky. Wikicamps has an excellent satellite finder as part of their app. Now, the vast... To, to access the VAST, you simply go to VAST, V-A-S-T website, and you register for the service. Now, the receiver decoder will have a smart card, and that'll have a specific registration number, and then you're allowed access for a fixed period of, say, six months. But if you're travelling longer, then you just renew your registration for another six months. So installing the receiver decoder, it's a fairly simple process, but you do need to put in a little bit of thought into it because the location of your unit will determine where the connector cable to the dish is installed. And this will require a hole to be drilled through the wall of your caravan. Now, you don't want to stuff that up. <laughs> so what you'll find is that many, many caravans uh, will already have a, a DVD or a car audio system already wired through it. And so maybe you can use that same compartment to go into, and then maybe you're able to use the auxiliary uh, video and audio input on your stereo to feed your satellite TV to both the inside and outside TV connection points. So a final thing to consider when purchasing a portable receiver dish is you'll need somewhere to store it. Now you need to store it. Now a lot of people mount a pole on their A-frame or their rear bumper and that's fine. Sometimes you'll fit them in between the rear of the van and your spare wheel so there's a, a bit of a package area there that you can do that. But you're going to have a good time, you're going to see Australia, and you might as well see a little bit of telly while you're doing it. So that's a good thing to do. Now, paravans is the other good thing to do. If you want a new caravan, and they'll sort it out for you, they'll help you every which way you want to get yourself a, a butte caravan so that you can go and do your thing. So if you want to do that, you do it. So paravans, P-A-R-R-A-V-A-N-S, they're in Milam Street, Windsor. Now, they are nice people. So you can give them a call. Grab your pencil again, 4577-5577. It's a 02 number, 02-4577-5577. Now they've got 
vans in stock. So if you want a, a whole array of new vans and you want one in a hurry, go and see them because they've got vans in stock. They might have River there. They might have Atlantic there. Uh, you've got finance. You've got insurance. They can do service for you. They can do repairs. They've got a whole part set up there and they're Butte people. So you've got a large range of vans. River are a great van. Atlantic are a great van. Their service sector is terrific. So repairs, a lot of insurance companies get them to do work. So they specialise in insurance work, which means that people who really know that work has to be done properly, they go to paravans because insurance companies don't use anyone that isn't good. They want somebody that can actually know the job. And I've been there. I've been into their workshop. I've seen them pulling vans apart that have been hail damaged or had other catastrophes and they pull those vans apart and they make them Better than you. They are really, really good. So paravans. If you want to go and see them, you go and see them. Before five double seven double five double seven, talk to Steve. They're at 38 to 40 Milam Street, Windsor, and that's nice and handy. And they're open Monday to Friday. They're also open Saturdays, and you'll get them there on Sundays as well. You just give them a call. I think that's going to be terrific. Now, if we're going to have a terrific time, then we might as well have... I think you're just going to have a great time just touring Australia. Australia is paradise. We know that. So why don't we have a Mr. Johnny Farnham, John Farnham if you prefer, and we'll have Paradise, eh? A little bit of Paradise, a little bit of John Farnham, you enjoy that. Hey, welcome to the Bathurst people, the Cephala people, the Kelso people, the Mudgee people. Thank you for listening, we love being with you. We're here every Sunday. The show is called On the Road with Scott Gibbons. I'm Scott Gibbons, you're on the road with me, I'm on the road with you, we're on the road together, and this is going to be John Farnham, and he's going to sing about Paradise, and that's what Australia is, isn't it? Even if it's burnt or it's dry, whatever it be, it's still paradise. Hey, enjoy the show, enjoy the song. We'll be back with you in just a little minute.
Oh, John Farnham Paradise, he's so good. Now, duct tape is one of those things that you've got to have with you. You've got to have duct tape, D-U-C-T, duct tape. And if you run out of Band-Aids, then use a bit of duct tape because it's going to hold your skin together. So if, you, if you're out camping and you can't get any medical assistance, then just put a bit of duct tape over your, your wound or your laceration and that will help keep that together. So good thing there. Now, more again with duct tape, if you happen to really do some damage, maybe you, you fracture your wrist or break an arm or whatever, and you're really stuck, then grab some toilet paper, wrap it around your arm, and then wrap some duct tape around that, and then you can put some duct tape around your neck, and you've got you've got your, your hand in a splint. It's already done for you, so you're not going to use it because the duct tape and the toilet paper are going to protect your arm, and then you've got it around your neck, so your hand is going to be, or your limb, if you will, is going to be all looked after. Now, if you need a fire... <clears throat> pardon me, we shouldn't be talking about fires now, but if you do need a fire, when we're allowed to start fires again and we go camping, a little bit of petroleum jelly uh, and a cotton ball. So if you put some petroleum jelly with your cotton ball, you light that, you just watch that, that's going to be a beauty. That's a terrific fire starter. So good little clue there for you. And if you run out of power, you know, if you run out of power, then make sure that you've got some ice cubes. Take the ice cubes out of the fridge, put them in a jug, they will melt. You've still got something to drink. You've still got good drinking water. Because if your power doesn't come back on for a little bit of time, then you know, you've got something to drink. Um, now, Land Cruiser, Toyota are bringing out a, a heritage, what they call the Heritage Edition. It's a Toyota Sahara. It's got a new grille. Uh, it's got different interior as far as the colours and the type of fabric goes. So that's something you might want to check out on. And one of the other things you might want to check out on is that the, uh, what is it, the Ford Ranger. I think, yeah, the Ford Ranger. Uh, they're going to, by about middle of the year, by about middle 2020, every Ford Ranger and Everest for that model, uh, that matter, uh, will come standard with an embedded modem which enables connectivity like never before. This is what Ford is saying. So as a brand, Ford have been progressing in recent years, churning out a number of new models, leading the way in some parts of features and technology and, and making it happen. So the Ranger Raptor, uh, which was the, it, it's got things going, and now you've got the new technology called Ford Pass, Ford Pass, which will allow owners to connect remotely with the vehicle via their smartphone. So you've got things like real-time vehicle status and monitoring. So if you want to think about fuel, if you've got TPMS fitted, then it'll tell you your tyre pressures, your mileage, your service, your status, your history. As far as your service status and history, that's all there. Uh, it'll even include vehicle health alerts like your light bulb replacement and whatnot. You can do remote vehicle lock and unlock. So if you're unsure if you remembered, if you can't remember whether you locked your car or not, you can now do it and double check with your smartphone. You can do it, this is interesting, a remote start or stop. So it allows you to start your vehicle and run it for up to five minutes, letting the vehicle heat or cool to the last setting that was that you left it at. So what was ever on your climate control, it'll heat or cool according to that. And, and so that means on a hot day, you'll go back to, say, a cooler vehicle, or if it's a winter's day, then you'll go back to a warmer vehicle. And so the feature also keeps the doors locked until the driver arrives with the key. So there you go. <laughs> if you don't like getting into a cold car, then you can you can do that remotely with your smartphone. Then they've got a vehicle locator. So if you've forgotten where you've parked your car, 
No problem, you'll be always able to find it with a map and a location tracker that's built in as well. And there's also live traffic updates. So the in-vehicle navigation system will give you the traffic updates and suggest alternative routes on a real-time basis. So that's something that's going to happen. So Toyota are doing something with the Sahara. Ford are doing something there. And, and then you've got the food and wine trail. If you're going to hit the road, then New South Wales, you've just got to go into visit V-I-S-I-T, V for Victor, I-S-I-T-N-S-W.com. So visit nsw.com which is obviously visit new south wales it's going to tell you some of the great things you can do so if you want the food and wine trail that's there but it'll tell you everything if you want to drive down the legendary pacific coast you can do that if you want to do the grand pacific drive or the blue mountains or the rainforest way or the mighty murray if you want to do a sydney to melbourne drive it'll tell you all the things to see on the way through to sydney and melbourne now maybe you've driven sydney to melbourne many times and you just blast through you know where you're going to stop for a coffee you blast again but if you go on to visit nsw.com then it's going to tell you the things that you've been missing out on all this time if you want to go to central new south wales if you want to see some outback then that's all there for you the waterfall way is there the riverina the snowy valleys way that's a beauty that's a beauty the Darling River Run, you might want to do that. The Kosciuszko Alpine Way. So there's some fabulous drives for New South Wales. And you can plan your trip. You should be able to arrive safely. So driving tired, by the way, driving tired. If you're tired, it's the second biggest killer on New South Wales roads after speeding. So it's important. Stop, revive, survive. Now, there's plenty of tips to help you. But if you feel yourself being a little bit drowsy, by golly. It's worthwhile just pulling in, having a mini kip, what do they call it, a, a, a mini sleep or something, and you then should be back behind the wheel when you're comfy and you're going to be awake. I think that's terrific. And as they're saying, now's the time to love New South Wales. And if you can do that, you're going to help all our little country cousins all the way through to to stay alive because, they've oh, by golly, they've been copping heaps by the time they've had... Uh, all the bushfires and by the time they've had the drought and then by the time they've had their floods and, and now you've got this coronavirus by golly uh, tourism's really copped it so if you can go and spend some money in a country town i think that would be a lovely thing to do just a lovely thing to do and and you deserve it hey by the way speaking of lovely things to do you might want to go to the new malula bar malula bar beach holiday park it, it's on the sunshine coast and it's fabulous. So the park, it was, over the years, it's just been developed and redeveloped and, and it's basically been changed but unchanged. So the sites were good when caravans were about 16 foot. The sites were good then. But then caravans have changed, camping have changed, cars are bigger. So people want a lot more space now. They want to be close to the beach. They want to be close to the shops. They want somewhere to get to that is easy to eat. They want the attractions for the kids. Plus, they want the park to have good facilities too. And a decent laundry, by the way. So if you don't have an onboard washing machine, what they've done is they've put in a decent laundry, they've done a camp kitchen, they've put in a big barbecue area. So you don't always have to cook by your van. You can go out and use the good, clean facilities with endless hot water. And most of all, if you want a site that's easy to get to and big enough for, say, your 22-foot-6 van, plus your drawbar and your annex and your car, well, it's there for you. So how fabulous. So Malulabar Beach Holiday Park, That what they did is uh, 
they knocked it down. They sent the bulldozers in and they knocked it down and they started again. Everything went, everything. So they just had a green field and then they created new plans and they drilled up and the new vision began to take shape. So the, if because the sites are bigger, you don't have as many sites. So you used to have something like 75 sites. It's now down to 59, but they're bigger. And they've all got a concrete slab, so there's no cabins, there's no glamping tents, there's no on-site accommodation, it's all BYO. And I think that's fabulous. So you're now going to have proper, proper sites. So you've got a, a butte camp kitchen. It was designed for the indoor-outdoor living. It's got plenty of room for just about everyone in the park to be there at the same time. There's a new office and residence that were built for the people that you've got the new guest laundry and that's got tap and go payment system. So there's no need to hunt around for change. You've got tap and go. That's a beauty. And the council spent something like three and a half million dollars into this redevelopment. So that's lovely. All the services are underground to the site. So it was a mammoth job. But they did a great job. And they've got new managers there. Nicole and Jason Filippini are now running it. And it opened up just before Christmas. Smooth, smooth, smooth. So Sunshine Coast Council, they understand the value of caravan parks. They understand. They understand the employment that it brings. They understand that it brings guests to the, and to the attractions, to the local community. And they know that to do that and get you coming back and back and back again, they've got to provide a good product. Where's the good product? Well, Sunshine Coast in Queensland, Malula Bar Beach Resort. That is terrific. And if you're going to have a good, terrific time, it's time for me to go. I think we're getting very, very close. So, I've, gee, I've enjoyed being with you. Again, welcome to our lovely folks out of Bathurst, Safala, Kelso and Mudgee. Thank you for listening. Tell your friends about the show. If you want to make some feedback, then you make some feedback. We love being with you. It's every Sunday. My name's Scott Gibbons. This is On The Road. We're going to see you pretty soon. So, enjoy. If you want to, I reckon we might have one more song if we can fit it in. If we can fit it in. Because... I guess you're going to be, if you're getting a new Land Cruiser or you're getting a new Ford or whatever, then you're going to have some more horsepower. If you're going to have horsepower, you might as well have Horses by Daryl Braithwaite. So here we go, Horses, Daryl Braithwaite. If we can fit it in, here it comes. Good idea. We'll see you next week. Hey, it's Scott Gibbons. See you on the road.
Thanks so much for listening into On The Road. Hope you've enjoyed the show. If you have, then listen in again next Sunday between 1 and 2 and tell your friends to listen in. And the sponsors, you look after our sponsors because those sponsors are the ones that bring you the show. I'm Scott Gibbons. I'll see you next week between 1 and 2. 89.9 Hawkesbury Gold, the best in the West, between 1 and 2 every Sunday. We'll see you next week on the road. (laughs) 